How you doing everybody? Thanks for stopping by and joining us today for Rolling Over the Hill right here on the Live to Roll channel. Thank you for being part of the Live to Roll family. Also, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Mobility Professionals and Urology Professionals. They're a great and helpful group of experts that are very much part of our community and help make things possible here at Live to Roll. So a big thanks to them. On today's show, we have a special guest, Anthony Orofice. He's an all-around good guy, and we'll be discussing his life as a spinal cord injury. Today, we'll be starting something new on Rolling Over the Hill, the question of the day. So uh, today's question is, has your opinion changed about support groups and peer mentoring between the time you were injured to the current, present day? So please make sure to include your answers, questions, comments, and views, as always, in the chat. Hello, everyone. My name is Robert Soto. I'm a T12 spinal cord injury from a motorcycle racing accident almost 50 years ago. So uh, let's get started and welcome my co-host, Bobby and Luis. Luis, what's up? Hey, everybody. Great to see everybody here. My name is Luis. Um, coming up next month, uh, February 14th will be 44 years for me. And I'm a L3, L4, incomplete. I'm still trying to catch up to, you know, Robert here, but I, I don't know <laughs> if I'll ever catch him. Yeah. Uh, That's so, uh, next thing I was going to say is next up is Bobby, so we can hear about Bobby's story and so he can introduce our guest. Hey, Louis, thanks a lot. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I think the three of us combined cannot catch up to Robert. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> my name is Bobby Rohan. I'm a C5-6 quadriplegic of 34 years almost. I'm March, so I'm the month after you, Luis, and I'm happy to be here in Southern California, happy to be here with all of you, and excited about our guest today because he's a personal friend of mine and I don't know what I would do without him in in my life and uh, just recently my uh, this friend of mine that our guest today actually sold my uh, old house and I got way more than I expected and uh, it went so easy. So if you're looking for a realtor here in the Southern California area, I'm going to recommend Anthony. And uh, But Anthony and I go way back since he was newly injured, right? Just like I think four months after his injury because you were in the hospital for a while. But you got a story to tell. Uh, please introduce yourself, Anthony Orfus. Anthony Orfus. I've heard it like a couple of different times. It's older picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, I know, I'm but that, I, I love saying it. Or when, I, when you call it, I say orifice. <laughs> orifice. Yeah, don't worry. My family practices in the shower. I tell everybody, so it's all good. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 happy to be here. I'm so proud of Sean with Live to Roll, and and you guys are so official now, making this all come together. So I think it's cool, and I know I wouldn't be where I'm at without Bobby rolling in the buy room. So. Bobby, this is kind of cool to do this, so I'm, I'm excited for today. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of great. Um, you know, we we had a meeting yesterday, and we were, you know, it was so easy for you as a guest to be here because it's uh, we know you, the three of us know you really well. But I figured, you know, for the audience, you know, how can the audience best know Anthony? And we're going to take it up into three sections. And I'm going to start off with, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself before your injury, you know, because how long has it been? Yeah, I'm, I'm the baby of the group here. I'm only 30 years, you know, 30, 30 years, years in a chair, you know. Yeah. Wow. So 30 years ago, what were you doing before your accident? I kind of know, but that's um, you want to sure. tell a little bit about yourself before your injury? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was 19 years old when I got hurt and I was... um. I did everything. I, I, I snowboarded. I had, you know, I, I, I had a snowboard, dirt bike, jet ski, you know, wakeboard. We, we did all the cool stuff. My, my brother had a boat. So we had cool stuff going on all the time. Um, just physically, everything was physical. So, um, and I was working, I graduated high school. Actually, it's weird because I got a baseball scholarship to play baseball for masters to be a pitcher. And they told me that after the year I graduated that you're going to be working all year with us all summer long and this and that. And I was like, what? 
no, 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 I'm going surfing. I'm getting girls. So I, I didn't take that opportunity. And then the next year I got paralyzed in a motorcycle accident. And um, I was drinking and driving. Um, and I uh, had my friend on the back of the motorcycle. He fell off the back of the motorcycle. And we found out later that he was like three times over the drinking limit. So we were going like 100 miles an hour. And when he fell off, it made me go off a road. And then um, my brother went the next day because I rode dirt bikes my whole life. So he's like, I know you you knew what was going on. But when I went off the road, it was 2 o'clock in the morning in Santa Clarita, dark, you know. And um, my brother said, you must saw the phone pole, but not the guide wire that the phone pole has next to it coming down. And so me and the bike, a CBR 600, went up the wire. And I hit the third spike up a telephone pole. It's 15 feet up in the air. So, I mean, I had... The bike was like 15 feet over a fence, like in some lady's backyard. Um, the, the lady actually woke up and she said that she saw or people heard me coming down the road. It was so loud. It was so fast, I guess. So it, made, it was two o'clock in the morning and three people wake up. So I had witnesses that just heard it. What made them wake up? One lady looked out the window and she heard three huge thumps. And, you know, we think it was my friend falling off the bike, hitting the fence, me hitting the pole. And then me falling off the pole, you know, or we don't know, but it was three huge thumps. Um, and so um, the lady actually was talking to me on the street, which I don't remember my accident at all. So my mom had a one year later party for me after my accident, you know. Um, and so I had the paramedic come. I had the people that were at the accident. It was a huge thing. It was really cool. And I got to talk to people that, that were talking to me laying on the street there. And I was coherent. I was talking to them. And I was telling them, I told them my friend fell off the back of the motorcycle. And they're like, looking at me like, what? There's nobody here. And they went looking way up the street. And I guess he was found against a, a fence. And he was coherent. And I guess I must have passed out or something because they, or I didn't have my identity. Because I, I was a John Doe. And then my friend, who they found, gave him all my information. And so my friend, uh, you know, was they were trying to contact my family. My family was in Laughlin. That was the first night they ever left me. It was a Thanksgiving weekend. So there, my mom and dad and my brother and his friend were in Laughlin. And um, by the time I got to the hospital, I think it was, it was by four o'clock in the morning that they were getting, that they got the call that I was going to die and not make it through the night. And um, they, they said, take the first plane back to the hospital because he's going to die. And so my parents were like, what? And couldn't get a plane. So they got, my dad just started driving. They all woke up and started driving for like four hours, but I guess he was doing a hundred. He made it in like three, you know, and he was trying to get pulled over, you know, and he never got, I guess that's the time to go through the, the desert. There's three o'clock in the morning. No one pulled him over and he was just going. Um, so I, man, I was, yeah, I was in the hospital for six months, but I did, you know, before I, before my accident, I was working at UPS and uh, it was so, it's another crazy thing about my life because I was 19 years old. I, I don't, I didn't even know I had uh, health insurance. I didn't ask, you know, I was just making money. You know, I didn't care about that other stuff. I didn't think, you know, so my parents, after they saw what happened to me and I was going to be in the hospital for a long time, I needed nine surgeries. They thought they were going to have to sell their house and do everything to pay for me. And then we find out later from UPS that I've got the best Aetna PPO plan out there. So it paid $6 million while I was in the hospital. So I got so lucky, you know, that I, you know, that I had that because again, Things that you don't think about when you're young, and uh, man, that would that would that would have been a bad way to start off life having all this debt. So, yeah. so I got lucky to um to have that insurance cover all those bills back in the day, and then obviously it's, I made it through rehab. It's kind of uh, strange, you know. We've known each other for thirty years. I I just learned two new things about you. One, yeah. I don't think you've ever told me about your uh, scholarship, your baseball scholarship, mm-hmm. and then number two. I didn't know your family put together a one-year party like that. I don't remember you ever talking about it in any of our groups or bringing that up. So that's really interesting. Um, but one thing I do remember is uh, you were in ICU for a long time because pretty much you bled out. And uh, you know, how long before after your accident until you were able to join rehab where I finally got to meet up with you? Yeah, I was in the hospital for four months. I had nine surgeries before I got to rehab. And by that time, I already got a four-inch by six-inch bed sore on my tailbone. So they wouldn't let me start rehab at Northridge unless that skin was – they had to do a skin flap surgery where they closed up my that hole. And, you know, I got so lucky 
couple weeks, I mean, four weeks later, maybe it was good, I think. And I was able to start doing therapy. So that's where, that's where I met Bobby. And, you know, I don't know if you guys know, I mean, I love telling the story how I met Bobby because I didn't want to, they were there. I remember they're trying to have me do sports because I did all those sports. So they're trying to, at the beginning, they try to get you to do what you were doing. Maybe, you know, that's, that's their job is to show you that you have life again. Oh, how cute. That was before the gut. You know, that was before the gut started. Pre-gut, pre-gut, huh? Pre-gut. So you guys, if you guys are new to this channel or if you're new to life, take pictures of yourself a lot. Like take pictures because I had no idea how priceless the pictures of me jet skiing, the pictures of me walking. They're like, they're like, I have the, you know, one of my last one cleaning my truck, you know, that people have of me. So with my shirt off, you know, washing it. So it's just weird. That's why my son gets mad at me, but I'm always taking pictures of everything we do. Yeah, Dad, I don't oh, want yeah. the picture. And I'm like, you just never know when that last picture is going to be taken, you know? Yeah. So that's why I've just learned from this is those pictures are priceless. And that's why that little picture book we were talking before this meeting started, um, I showed, you know, new clients this little picture book that, you know, um, it's just got all these different activities. And my mom was taking a picture of me in the hospital that's in that book when I was in ICU and I had a ventilator, chest tubes, tube up my nose, tubes everywhere. And the nurse told my, the nurse told my mom, stop taking pictures of your son because he's going to die. And you're not going to want these to be the last pictures that he had. And my mom said, no, he's going to live and he's going to want to see what he came through. So it was just the fight of the, the people. And I'm, I thank God that my mom got those pictures because I look at it and I don't, I'm like, dang, I'm, I'm just lucky to be here. So, um, yep. sorry, Bobby, I went off on your question a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, but how long before you were able to enter rehab? Because, I mean, all the four all months. the surgeries you had, so it was, what, four months? Yes. And then you had the pressure for, and then you get to rehab, and I hear about Anthony, and I hear about this uh, jerk of a kid. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Anthony. But not that you were human, George. You were just, you were angry. You were uh, what uh, a lot of us are when we first get hurt. You know, you have a lot of anger. And Anthony did not want to be, you know, in this situation. So he had a lot of like, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not going to go play sports. I'm not going to do this and, you know, get out of my room and stuff like that. Am I, I'm kind of right, right? You I'm not trying angry. to put you like you're a jerk, but um, but no, you were angry. You had you had some high emotions, and you know we were just trying to you know get him to to look at life in a different way. And so we took you out to tennis, and I think that uh, was your first wake up call. Extremely, extremely. I remember I love telling the story because it's still eye dropping to me. Because I remember I went there. I remember when the therapist first said, we're going to go play tennis. I remember looking at her and saying, I could barely push a wheelchair and you want me to hold a racket and push a wheelchair? I go, now I know you guys are completely crazy. I'm like, I told the therapist, let me see you play me. She goes, oh, I got somebody that you're going to meet. And that's where they have Bobby. And I'm learning that. I always tell people, I'm, I was learning the terms. You know, I'm a T4, 5 paraplegic. And they're trying to tell me that this guy's a C6 or C5, C6 quadriplegic. And I'm like, what? And then, then when I see the I see the lady taping the racket to Bobby's arm, he's on the other side of the tennis rack or the tennis court. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm saying I can't do this. And I'm like, looking at him like, you're crazy. And Bobby, you know, has the thing taped onto his arm. And he looks over at me and he goes, hey, Para, what did you say you couldn't do? And hits the ball over the net to me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> my God. And I remember grabbing the racket, and I don't know what I did, but I guess I tried to hit the ball over the net. And, um, you know, it was it was something that it's in my head. For, it'll be my life forever because, you guys, we all think when we come to our situation that we're in that we can't do something maybe. And I've learned from Bobby that we can do it, but we might have to do it a different way, you know. And, uh, you know, Bobby couldn't even grab the racket, and he was like, I got this. So – that was a huge uh, inspiration for me, Bobby. So I'm so glad that I think all these little things that you get sparked when you're first hurt, like they're little sparks, you know, and that spark, oh, that's cute. <laughs> oh, how old were you there? You know what? That was probably, I got hurt at 19, so maybe like 22, 
Because I didn't want to play wheelchair sports for a year and a half. You know, I didn't really hang with the people in chairs. You know, that's why I think it's cool that Bobby did what he did. He planted the seed, but I didn't want to be around still, you know? Yeah. And that was that was what I was going to bring up next. It took you a while to get into um, to doing things. And we saw two pictures, one of that standing frame and uh, the second one of beginning to play sports, which I, I think it was hockey to begin with. But so you know it took you a year and a half tell us about that year and a half to two years and then something sparked because all of a sudden i started hearing your name and i think it came from that picture that uh, was uh, the first picture from that standing frame because all of a sudden sparked out of you and next thing you know we know anthony as this salesman right <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I started selling that standing frame because I got hurt and I worked at UPS. I got accepted when I was in the hospital to go to the fire academy. I was supposed to be a fireman, I thought. You know, everything was physical. So then I didn't know what I was going to do. I wasn't smart. I cheated in through school. Sorry, guys. I hope, oh, shoot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't let your son hear uh, that. Uh, I did too. I did too. So it doesn't matter. No, so it was – so I, I I don't know how – I think, yeah, I guess it was a hockey because it was through Joe, my old friend, that we started a medical supply company. But before we started a medical supply company, we were selling standing frames that would stand up, that one that we had at the beginning of this uh, meeting. And I remember I thought, okay, cool, I guess if you if that's my job. And they were $3,000. I was like, whoa, this is a lot of money. Well, then I found out no one has $3,000 for a standing frame. And it's not covered by insurance because it rolled around. So then I only sold 10 all year and made $200 a pop. So I made $2,000 in a year. So I was just trying to reinvent myself, but obviously that wasn't going to work, you know? So um, luckily, luckily I, I tell people, you know, I got so mad that I saw that my wheelchair was like $6,000 and my, my braces to walk in were like $20,000. I was like, this is highway robbery. But then my other business partner, um, he was like looking at our catheter supplies every month. And he was like looking at diaper supplies and gloves and just going through all this stuff at the hospital. And he goes, do you see how much all this stuff is that we're using? And our insurance is paying for it. He goes, we're going to sell diapers. And I'm like, what? That doesn't sound like fun. And then and that's how we got into the urologicals and just starting cat selling catheter supplies. And it was, it was selling about the events. You know, hey, dude, you need catheters? Yeah, I want to get them for you what and then all of a sudden we had 40 people in wheelchairs working for our company and, and we were doing sports and having fun so the tragedy actually turned into a job for me and it was like it was unbelievable because i was having fun i was going out taking my off-road buggy out and i was getting clients and i was meeting them at sporting events so it was like kind of how we joke about it about being a rock star yeah there's my new there's a can of you know but you know i joke about it because you know what we, we talk about that you reinvent yourself after you get hurt, and we want to make sure that everybody enjoys their job and their life. See, I don't think I get in the Hummer anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that one was thing. Um, yeah, um, I, I remember, Anthony, you're, you know, you whenever you were putting your mind to something, um, when you got back into the community with us and you're selling and you're telling everybody, I'm going to go do this, and one of your things that you kept saying was, I'm going to get a Hummer. And, you know, the picture we just saw, that was your Hummer. And we see it kind of in your background over there. So, um, you know, it was just awesome, awesome to see. And one second before he goes back to work, Jeff, thank you so much. Uh, you're always so gracious to the show. I really appreciate that uh, donation. Uh, but, uh Thank you for stopping by. We really appreciate the support. So just wanted to give that to you. Uh, we got Paul and Paul in the house, Ben in the house. Of course, we have the wifey in the house. Jeff came in. Who else? I think we had a Rebecca. Velma. Velma. So thank you all for joining us. I know we got a bunch of other people that haven't uh, chatted away, but thank you so much. So. So you're, you know, I always remember you putting your mind, you know, to what, uh, do, accomplishing to whatever you were going to uh, say you were doing. So that was the Hummer. I think uh, you had a couple other 
adventures that you told us about? Yeah, um, I love the, I think the Hummer was the coolest thing because my doctor told me I couldn't have a Hummer. And so that was like, you know, you know how a lot of us, when the doctors or somebody says that you're not supposed to be able to do something, I think that entices you. It took me 10 years after my accident, but I saved up some money. Luckily I sold a condo that, you know, made me pretty good money. And that's where I went to the dealership and my brother came with me. And I remember the, the guy looking at me and he's like, you want to what? And, and I remember I brought portable hand controls and he's like, you what? And so it, I just love it. Cause you know, we, we all like to shock people. Cause you know, I don't know, they don't really have, I tell people if you're in a wheelchair, our expectations are really low. Don't go out, don't do anything. You know, like, no, no, we want to do everything. We want to work, we want to play, you know? So I think it was, it was, I just love shocking people. And I remember when I finally got it and then I was parking in the handicap spots that's when people were like, it was the UCLA football team was stealing placards. And it was a big thing 20 years ago that people that had placards weren't supposed to have them. And I remember I had the, the Hummer and I'd park in handicaps and guys, people would run up to my car and they'd start like getting in my window and be like, dude, you can't park it in it. And I would just quietly just get my, wheel, I'd get my wheelchair out. And they're like, 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 I love it because we were defying what should be the normal person that's in a wheelchair in a parking spot. So. It was kind of cool to me because I like to shock people, you know, like even though I'm paralyzed, you can still have this, you know, but it started from you, Bobby, because just touching that tennis racket. And I think that it did is it like, dang it, we can do anything, I guess, because if that guy right there can't even grab the racket, I thought I couldn't do this. So I think it, it that's why I think it's so powerful to see people meet other people. If you're a new injury I think meeting somebody else through our situation is, is the huge key. You know, I, I've met people 10 years hurt. They don't know they can drive. They don't know that they can catheterize themselves. They don't know this because they went to the wrong rehab. So I just hope that we, that's our whole goal is no one falls through the cracks, you know, cause I don't want somebody to go 10 years without living life, you know? Yeah. So five years after injury, here you are selling catheters. You're about to get your Hummer and you're now starting to play sports, but you weren't doing it by yourself, were you? That's there was somebody by your true. side, right? Exactly. Yeah, when I got hurt, I got blessed. I had a girlfriend, she was 17. And I remember like what Bobby was saying, when you're in the hospital, we all just don't we think our our lives are our lives are over. So I said to my girlfriend, I said, just leave. I messed my life up and I don't want to mess up yours. You know, and she looked at me because, you know, she looked at me. You know how we're in shock. She looked at me and she goes, Anthony, I didn't fall in love with you for your legs. And I'm like, what? And I remember being at the hospital and the guy across the hallway from me, he had a car accident. He was a quadriplegic, married 15 years. His wife left him right there. So I tell people, when you go through dire straits, uh, see, we have to take pictures from our neck up though now just because uh yeah you guys can see it. <laughs> uh no oh, bob you distracting me with that picture um no so i feel blessed because um my girlfriend did stick by my side but i always have to rewind the the story because my mom told me and my brother when we we're little kids going to elementary school and junior high school she used to tell us that she was praying for our wives and me and my brother would look at her and think she was crazy we'd be like mom seriously you don't need to be praying for that we we're thinking we can get anything we want you know like just like we weren't thinking of what's going to happen in the future so it took me five years after my accident and i wasn't going for god i was against not saying against god but i was not oh that's cool oh you're you're fast forwarding it even a little first there we get there's my little son right there when he was uh yeah that's reno my son was born in reno so um yeah, that's a gondola. He got to go camping before he even came home, you know, because we adopted him <laughs> in Reno. Um, but, um, um, and that was cool, Bobby. Good good little pick right there. <laughs> um, but, well, yeah, you know what? I, I was blessed because she stuck by my side. And so five years after my accident, you know, it is what it took me to, to ask her to marry me. Um, and then she said yes. So, you know, and I, I, gave my, I gave my life to the Lord five years after my accident. Remember my mom, She, I, I went everywhere. I'd go to the beach. People would come to me. They're like, I need to pray for you. This was my first five years. I would go get a cell phone, and the guy told me, 
I got to talk to you about God. I remember I was just, everywhere I'd go, people would talk to me about God. It was just weird. So I finally went back to my mom and seeing these prayer requests coming true. I'm watching life. And my mom goes, Anthony, after five years of me fighting it, she goes, Anthony, I told my mom, mom, all your friends are coming up to me saying I need God. And she looked at me and she goes, Anthony, he's only going to knock so many times. And that's what, that's what it did for me. I looked and I go, all right, God, you had to paralyze me. You had to take everything away from me. And now I'm going to give it to you. You know, like, what can you do with this? And who would have thought, you know, that I'd start a medical supply company, you know, get married. We're going on 25 years on this year. You know, I have a little son that I don't want to actually, I'm fast forwarding it, right, Bobby? To go in the timeline. Um, but it, it's it just, uh, man, just a lot of good stuff. And I know I tell this to people when they get hurt that, I think you don't see it right now, but good could come out of this. And I, that's where I'm telling you, like a lot of good has come out of this, you know, accident. Well, I, I know right now I'd like to just jump in here because I know um, uh, you have a strong upbringing, uh, Christian upbringing when you were growing up. So how did that play a role once you were injured? I mean, uh, I know we kind of we're just kind of starting to touch on it right now. But uh, did that play a big role? Um, were you were you mad at God? Were you embracing? No. You know, how'd you feel? You know, it's funny you asked that. You know, I'm I'm glad you asked that question, Robert, because uh, uh, when I got hurt and I had the pastor come to pray for me when I was in the hospital, um, the pastor comes. So, Anthony, you're gonna come to church now? And I look. I remember looking at him. I go, Hey, pastor, can Jesus heal me? And he said, Absolutely. I said, all right, perfect. I go, when he does, I'll praise his name. You can get out of here. You know, and so I wasn't mad at God, but I wanted to test it. I wanted to see, is it for real? I told people it's like, G, it's, it was like Santa Claus. You get older, you find out it ain't for real. You know, I go, I died twice. I didn't go to heaven or hell, you know? And so it was weird because my parents were like, well, we don't know how far you were dead. You know, we don't, they just pronounce, you know, so whatever, just certain things are starting to go through. And the, all I can tell you, Robert, is that my mom had over 200 people praying for me. So for every free, for like Bobby to come into my room, I think that was a God answer to prayer. For, for my girlfriend to stick by my side, for me to be able to go to the rehab that I went to. I was hurt during the 94 earthquake. So my parents, I was in ICU and they got a car accident coming to see me when the earthquake hit. And they thought my, my bed went across the IC, ICU waiting room, I mean the ICU room, and my bed hit a, hit a window, and they don't know how I didn't break out the window and go down two stories and die. I have so many weird, crazy stories. Like the fireman, the paramedic that saved me, my next-door neighbor was a, was a captain. Oh, what's the head of them? Captain? Is the, the, Fire chief. Is the captain's name? the chief he was like that he was like the he was not the time the guy underneath it so he got the call at two o'clock in the morning and he goes anthony i i when i got off that shift he goes we never never have three paramedics on one shift he goes anthony when i got off the shift we had three paramedics take my place we don't do that usually those three paramedics like had all different ideas how to save you so all for so i had so many stories so many crazy stories happening that I could tell. I tell people, there's no way this could be all coincidence. This was God's sovereign plan, you know? And that's why, Rob, now that's why when we're in our meeting and running our groups, I tell them, we're all shocked that we're in this meeting. My God isn't. He's not going down, oh, dang, how did this happen? He knew all of us when we get, he knew. And then if you look back at your life, I knew I could look back and going, I was getting ready for this. I could snowboard, surf, dirt bike. I could do anything so quick. Well, it's getting me ready for the challenge of my life, being a paraplegic, you know? Yep. So it's yep. weird, you know? That's how I look at it, is it, you know, because I wasn't for it, you know? I mean, I wasn't godly at that time. I think this is what brought yeah, me yeah. to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think everyone in some situation and some form find belief, you know, or get or become a little stronger with that belief. But uh, also, so, and what about your sense of family? I know with you at that point, you know, you getting, having the, your son, getting your son and, and, and 
starting your life with that. How, how did that all play uh, on, on your goals? You know what? I never thought I'd be a dad, you know? So uh, yeah, look at us. That's, that was just Thanksgiving, this last Thanksgiving. So good, good picture, man. Good picture. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's just crazy because he's driving my truck now. He's 16, you know, so it's like my picture book that I show everybody. He's like, swim. I learned I'm teaching him how to swim, you know, so I need to update my picture book. It's like 16 years old. <laughs> with, with that picture, now that picture there. And he's, he got him a new motorcycle. And so he's, he's ready to go now. Huh? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been so cool. Yeah, there's a new dirt bike we just got uh, yesterday. You know, so we got to test it out. And dude, it's just so yeah. cool because even though I'm in a wheelchair, I've been able to teach my son how to do things. And that's where I think like, you know, like a Bobby or, or any of us, if you're disabled or, you know, you can't do like you used to, we could still instruct. Yeah, look, at I caught fish with a Snoopy pole just to outsmart those guys <laughs> on the tubes. We'd have $800 tubes and I would be like, Snoopy pole, let's do it. <laughs> but... Um, I think those pictures, that's for me. You, you, you remember where that was, Anthony? That's the Land Meet Sea right there in Long Beach, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I took a picture of you guys and just, I was going through it this morning. I'm like, holy crap, I found this one. So, yeah, those are some great pictures. And like you were saying, it's important to have pictures. I don't have any pictures because the only time you can get pictures in my era is you had to have a camera. You know, now yeah. there's the, the cell phones. I mean, you can get, I mean, I have bunches pictures now currently and things like that but I, didn't, I don't have anything i wish i did you know i mean it, it wouldn't hurt me to see i have one picture of the day when i uh uh in motorcycle race when i got hurt and it shows me laying on the ground but that's the only picture i have of anything nothing when i was in the hospital on that but i i really do agree with you on pictures i mean they they show you where you are and where you've uh, where you've risen to and what you've accomplished i, I think it, i think it's a great thing Heck yeah. Yeah, now that's how I see that. Now, now I don't like pictures as much because you see how fat you are and crooked you are. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like them. I see. We take family pictures and I'm in my wheelchair and I go, who's that old guy? If it wasn't for the wheelchair, I wouldn't know it's me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we used to have a few pictures. I didn't put them up or I didn't, you know, I didn't want to put these up. But, you know, at one time, you know, we knew Anthony as the last you know last round at the bar but it wasn't the last round it was two more and you know do you want to uh, briefly just talk about that little period of time and you know how, how that Dang. you've overcome that and 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 it's special yeah. for you and i really look to that yeah yeah no i love drinking man i i was uh i always wanted to honor the lord's first miracle i always tell people you know, he didn't heal the lame man. No, he he he, he turned water into wine. I'm going to honor it, for God's sake. You know? Um, so, yeah, I used to drink all the time. And it was funny because my accident, I always, it was from drinking and driving. But I always would like to stress that it was just a motorcycle accident. And now I like to stress that it was a drinking and driving accident. Because I drank for 24 more years after my accident. You know, and I don't know how I didn't kill my family. My loving family. And I used to drink and drive all the time. I thought nothing could happen to me, you know? So, so I, yeah, I, I, I was, I was, I was beyond blessed, but it was funny because my brother's the one who called me out. So I hope my brother's watching. Let me see, is he on here? Um, my brother told me, Hey Anthony, you want to know why I don't go to church? And I go, why? You know, and he goes, cause the guy's like you. And I go, why? What's up? He goes, right now you're partying with me. And he goes, tomorrow you're teaching Sunday school. That's bullshit. That's a hypocrite. And I was like, what? So that's what he called me out, that I'm supposed to be different than this world. And I knew that, you know, so I prayed for 10 years. It took me 10 years. Lord, please take the desire of drinking away from me. I'm not an alcoholic, I don't think, but I drink every day. You know, my wife, so we do five o'clock somewhere, you know, like, so whatever. It was funny because we went to a Christian motocross riding camp for my son. It was a, it was a, the, all these pro riders teaching kids how to ride dirt bikes at Glen Helen, a three day camp. And so I went there with my friends and the first night, or they have a chapel and they had a chapel with all the guys riding you're, you're in your, I love it. it was like riding gear dirt bikes are in this chapel so it's the kind of church that I would like like for everybody it's like real it's not fake you know and um, he had a big cross up behind him and he goes hey guys there's people here that are Christian there's people here that are non-Christian there's people here that need to give something up 
And so um, he goes, I'm going to give you a piece of paper and you're going to write it down. So I, I remember I was in the chapel with my son and we have, you know, a couple friends with us, I think six friends. And I took the right piece of paper and I wrote down drinking. And, and then he, because we all had papers to write something down. My son wrote something down and we'd hide it from everybody. So no one knew what we we're going to write down. And then the guy says, all right, you guys all come up here. He gave us a hammer and a nail and he had a big six foot cross behind him. We had to put the piece of paper on the cross and nail it to the cross. So I was like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. And as, and I had a cranberry vodka in my chair. So I'm in the chapel and I'm drinking in the chapel, you know, my cranberry vodka. As I say, I'm, you know, putting, you know, drinking on the cross. So then everybody puts their stuff on the cross. He takes everything off the cross. There's 200 pages of people's, what they're not going to do anymore, whatever. He takes it all off the cross. He throws it into a metal bucket and he throws a match and it caught on fire. There's a huge fire. Everybody's like, whoa. He goes, hey, guys, whatever you just put on the cross, do not let the Lord's death be in vain. Do not take it back. It was that finally hit me seriously. Wow. Uh, oh, you want to be here, Ella? No. That's pretty heavy. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. Dude, it was crazy. So the coolest part about this is my we're driving home the third day. We're driving. I, oh, so after I never drank that night, we went back to the campfire. I poured out a burning bottle of vodka the first day. You know, people, you know, you always, oh, yeah, you're never going to drink. Sure you are. You will see you next weekend, you know. And I go, no, I put I put it on the cross, and I'm, I'm not drinking. So my friends are like, cool, cool. We're driving home, and my son was 10 years old. And we're driving home, and he goes, hey, Dad, you, um, I messed up on the cross. And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I put that, I put the wrong thing on the cross. I go, well, what would you put on the cross, Noah? And he, because he, you thought he had to do something bad or, something, or not, or do something that you got to give up. He goes, well, I put that, I would read the Bible more. And I go, oh, no, no, that's perfect. We all need to read the Bible more. I go, no, that's not, you. that's perfect. I'll help you. We'll do that. And he goes, hey, Dad, you said you put drinking on the cross. Yes. He goes, Dad, he said what we put on the cross, we can't take back. Yes. He goes, Dad, I don't think you can stop drinking. So it was like a wow. double edge, the coolest thing <laughs> yeah. ever. Because, yeah, my son saw, and I know, my son's 16. I know he's going to go drinking and doing stuff and trying it out. But you know what was cool? And it was actually Jeff, one of our board members for Triumph. It was at my first event I went to after uh, I stopped drinking, and we I had three shots waiting for me because that's what I do. I like shots. We're you know like let's let's party. I remember I told Jeff, I go Jeff, no, I gave it up. It's I gave it up on the cross. It's totally different now. And, and he looked at me and he goes, you know what, Anthony? I respect you. I'm going to take this away from you. And he goes, you know what? He goes, I have never seen anything good coming out of drinking in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. You know. And that's and it, and it's 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 like you know it's so distracting for all of us. So I thank God that I was able to to kind of give that away. And I don't want to be hard on my friends that drink because I know everybody you know likes to drink. All my friends drink every day. My wife drinks every day, you know. Still, so it's still I don't know why, but I'm supposed to be this example. I think me being a paralyzed, me being paralyzed and being so different of this world now got me ready to be with all my friends, and I'm the only one that doesn't drink with all my friends. You know, we're all set to be on stages, and so. It's everybody's own timing when they're going to come out um, of, you know, coming to for a spinal cord, you know, you know, recovering off of a spinal cord injury and also for the drinking thing. So so now I've even taken it to a full group, you know, a full on worldly thing where, you know what? I just tell people I save probably a thousand dollars a month from not drinking, you know, yeah, you tell I mean, me you're in dire straits, you know, and <laughs> I think I mean, I got, you know, and when you you're, you were a heavy drinker, too, because, you know, especially at the events. I don't know about it at home, but, you know, we worried, you know, you would uh, you get a little crazy. So we always worried about that. So we were glad I was glad for my, you know, for you and, you know, that here here you are taking care of yourself. No. Yeah, we had some good abilities expos back in the days. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I think that was is that the gala? picture? Yeah, I think that was one of the fundraisers us playing uh, Anthony, poker. Bobby and Juice mode, Hector. Yeah, I think the coolest thing that I learned from not drinking, and this is I don't know, I, mean, I, I wish whatever. The I the coolest thing is I thought I had to. I thought for me to entertain you at the party, I had to be drunk. 
I thought for me to irritate you, I'd have to be drunk. I still will irritate everybody, and I still will be the loudest idiot at the party, and I don't have to drink. So I know Bobby had to justify it the other day when I'm going around my scooter, and they're like, is that guy drunk? No, that's just him. I think that's his job. Just enjoying life. There you go. Yeah. So you have uh, that's yeah, us. Look at us. Good job. I think uh, we all three of us. That's my dad. Uh, all three of us have a Bud Light in our hand. Heck yeah, a big one too. So that was us, and uh, I think we were in Houston for that uh, for that picture. But uh, so you you're selling catheters. You have a business partner. Uh, you know, like you got finally faith in you. Uh, tell us where th there's a transition somewhere in your life, right? Well, it was the day that I told my mom, you know, I don't need God, you know, and then she's like, well, he's only going to knock so many times. So that was the big transition in my life. But then just, just being around, I always told the new guys, you know, and, and for anybody, whatever you want to be in life, be around successful people. So I want, I was around successful businessmen. So I learned how to do business by successful businessmen. So like, that's why I would, if you want to be better at, at sports, be around the, I want my son riding with the fastest guys at the track. I say, Noah, follow that guy. Yep. Can you show my, you know, so if that's, then that's for life. So that's, that's just something that, I, that I've always just done is whatever I wanted to do. I, I, if you're better than me, I'm going to be with you for a little bit, you know? And so that's what I think is cool about what we get to do now is, you know, when we were running our groups and these guys don't know how to do wheelies or go off curbs and or get into a car. You know, we get to show them our stuff that we just do every day. And we're just there to just, I'm just there to help you. And I just think that's the best thing that I've learned from life is just helping people. By me helping Bobby and just being friends with people, that's maybe how I got his real estate deal. You know, it's like, God, and I wasn't ever trying to do that. And it's like, by us just taking care of each other, I know you get taken care of, you know? So that just shows you who's taking care of it up on top. That ain't me. You know, that's, that's yeah. the big guy showing me. So I think that's the, that's the biggest lesson that I've learned is to surrender my life to God. And I have, you know, my bills are paid. I have dinner, I think tonight, you know? And so that's the coolest thing is just being taken care of and being able to help out others. There's no better feeling than what Bobby did to me that I've been able to do that to other people and give them hope and show them, Hey bro, I, I'm so sorry. You know, yeah. pay it forward. Yep. Yep. Pay it also, also, so you got to the point where you're at, um, and then you started uh, participating more. Well, you continued to get more involved with sports, adaptive sports, continuing with your uh, off-roading. Uh, so how, how's that play now? Man, that's where I made my best memories, man. I would, you know, we'd go up, me and Bob, we'd go up snow skiing, we'd water ski. Everything that I did before, I've been able to do differently, you know? And, you know, and that, what's cool about it is I would, I got good at it where I could take, I got confident enough to learn how to water ski that I took it to the river with my friends and family and Anthony got a water ski in front of the family again. I instructed them how to help me. So I think that's what's the coolest thing is, yeah, we can go back to our life again. And we're, you know, I know we've joked about it, but becoming a rock star, I'm like the stud because I get to show everybody how to do something that you shouldn't be able to do. You know, and, and so it's just weird how it's weird how it worked out. It's just it's just cool. And I, I think for all of us, everybody that goes through any situation, I always like to take the positive out of the negative. Don't get stuck on the negative. And that's there's out of every negative situation. There's always a positive. And I like to try to find that part, you know, so. Well, that's good. That's I, good to tell people, too, because the negativity is contagious and people don't want to be around it. People want to be around that positive, you know, so you, you have to yes. find, you know, sometimes you have to yeah. work at it, but you find that positive. And, uh, you know, once you get that kind of dialed in, the it, it's smooth, uh, not smooth, but it's moving forward. It's sailing forward. So, uh, you know, hats off to you, man. I want to bring yeah, up one you. of the things that uh, I totally enjoy about Anthony is positivity that go out and get them. If you're not sure, try anyways. Just try. And trying is half of the effort right there. You know, Anthony does... Um, I'm going to lean more into the fun side of Anthony. So 
for those of you that don't know, Anthony's really big into off-road, whether you know, he's got the new bike for his son. He's got a, is it a Razor? It's a Can-Am. Can-Am hey, You got the Can-Am. Okay. He, he's got a side-by-side. He's got a bunch of friends with side-by-sides. And they got together a group in the dealer front where Anthony bought his side-by-side from said, oh, you're taking a bunch of people in wheelchairs out to ride in the side-by-sides. Do you have enough? And Anthony said, well, we got six. And a megastore, one of the biggest moto dealers in Southern California, if not the country, says, we'll send six more. We're gonna we're gonna send you a bunch more. Anthony arranged. We went out with what was it, Anthony? 30, 35 wheelchairs to go out off roading and side by sides. It was awesome. You know, we had the greatest time out there. And, and I'm hoping, Anthony, for anybody that would be interested, you can tell them about your setup, how you use your side by side. Yeah, I mean it's it's basically just hand controls, you know, hand controls that you mm-hmm. have in your vehicle. It's the same ones in my side by side. I tell people I did put a little extra padded seat, a little extra better, thicker foam on those because they feel good for able-bodied people, but not for us. So I just make sure I got a good density foam, you know, especially sitting there for six hours, eight hours, you know. So yeah, That's just around, just yeah. be careful because you still can. It's a lot of shearing on bumps and stuff. You know, so, yeah. you know, and I don't, I look, luckily I've never had a skin breakdown since, but um, just to be aware. And I think it's because I've been so proactive with, you know, just making sure that you're, you're protecting your skin. So I, I remember as a lot of us were getting ready to ride in the side by sides, you were telling us, take your cushion with you, put your cushion down, you know, that, that way. Just what you said. We don't have that shear as we're riding along in the side by sides, you know. And we—that was uh, pre-COVID, if I remember right. It was like the season before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And nice. we had another event scheduled. That was what Happy Valley, up Hungry, off Interstate Hungry Five. Hungry Valley. And, and you had another event scheduled for Johnson Valley when COVID hit, and we had to cancel that. You still go pretty regularly? You know what? Not as much. Uh, You know, I I hate to say that. I know you guys, this is the aging program or whatever. It's like, I don't ride as much. I did 1,500 miles the first year I had my Can-Am. Last year, I did 300. So every year, it's been used less and less and less. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think that's the aging process is we don't get to play as much. And it's about my son going riding to the track, you know, so I don't bring my Can-Am if he rides at the track because... I don't ride at the track with the sun, so yeah, yeah. You know, I think where, the whole thing for me is just—I just love it, just because we want to be still interactive with our family, and this has been able to give me kind of like make up for my legs, you know. And that's what we want to do—is just get you guys out there. The whole point is is just to be out there, and I don't want to hear excuses. Like Bob, I had an excuse for Bobby, and Bobby showed me don't say that, you know. So now I'm saying to the new guys, I don't want to hear your excuse, bro. We'll get you out there. Yeah. What, one of the things we constantly hear in, when we're doing uh, patient vi- visits, peer visits, uh, support groups is, well, you don't understand. And actually we do. We've all been there. And well, I can't do this. Well, actually, I just did that last week. You know, there's always something we can figure it out. And Anthony has been one of the leaders in Triumph and uh, Wheelie, uh, Urological, you've been showing people how to do it. And that's one of the things, you've got a positive message, you tell people how to do it. And that's what we appreciate about you. And you're a pretty nice guy too, you know. Sometimes, despite what Robert's been saying about you, you are okay. He's just mad because there were wooden chairs when he got hurt. We had no cell phones to take pictures. <laughs> they had yeah. to, it'd be like this. Robert, you're going around the track so fast. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So like, hey, One hey, of Robert. these days, I want to go motorcycle riding with you guys. Heck yeah. So we are rolling over the hill. So tell us about now. You said in the chair 30 years. So tell us about your process of of getting older here. Yes, I'm feeling I finally felt it. I think last year my shoulders started starting finally started to hurt. So I had to lower my F-150. And actually, I was blessed. Um, I gave Bobby a picture of the van, but somebody donated me a full size van that I've been using. And it's definitely helped me out. Um, it actually broke last week. So I've been driving my truck all week and then my, my body doesn't hurt. But it's because I'm not doing it all the time. So I've just learned mm -hmm. to try to be, you know, cost, think about those transfers. My wife tries to limit me too. Like I'll take care of this or, or my son will help me get the chair in the car. You know, like, so if you can have somebody else, my son will fill up my tank. I'm like, no, go fill up the car. You know, like, but I used to do that. So I'm just like learning to just delegate a little bit just so you don't have to do as many transfers. Cause I don't know. I didn't know I was going to be sitting for 30 years. I don't know if I'm going to go for another 20. I don't know. You know, so try to conserve what you've got because my friends that have got time ahead of me, they've been telling me after that shoulder surgery that they're bedridden for six months. They can't even wipe their own butts. So they, they're the ones that are teaching me to preserve what we have. So for us old timers, you know, just, just, you know, learn and follow. Yeah. We got to, we got to you know. Did, did you really think 30 years ago that you would still be here 30 years after your injury? No. I bought life insurance, bro, at 25. I thought I'd be dead at 30. So I've been paying on it for another yep. 30 years, you know. <laughs> I, I hear you. After I got injured, I went out and got an all-state life insurance policy. It took it took a little yeah. bit because they're like, "Oh, you're you're a paraplegic." I I don't know that we can do that, but we worked it out. I had the insurance company talk to my doctors, and they said, "No, so long as he's not stupid, he'll live a while." You know, <laughs> so they gave me a policy. Yeah, and and that's something we should cover in another show sometime. Taking care of things like that, because I I know you, Anthony, you're really good about taking care of things. You know, being smart with your life. I try, you know, I've been blessed. I know I've been blessed beyond with the friendships that I've been given and and the finances I've been given. God's not going to give you more money than you can handle. So that's why I think it's, yeah, it's just, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm glad. It, it was cool to do the show with you guys. Um, yeah. I just can't believe I'm doing an old man show or whatever this thing's called. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling over, rolling the over the hill. Rolling oh, that's all right. Hill. If I roll over this, I got a scooter now, guys. So just so you know, I'll, you guys fight going up the hill. I'm gonna just have my scooter. I'll rip past you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah this, oh, and Anthony, you are a beast on that scooter. Uh, I think that was the day we were gonna go racing. Anthony yeah. has his turn, but I'm I'm waiting to get mine turned up a little bit. So yeah, so yeah. we can that go was out. Pasadena, right? Yeah, we were going, and Anthony that day, he was going up hills, and I'm on my hand bike, and I was trying to keep up with him off, off, you know, on the grass and bumpy parts. Next thing I know, I'm like, what's drag? Oh, my feet are dragging, you know, and he's going up, and I'm like, oh, no. But yeah, I, you know, it's just so bumpy where we were at, but he was just, you know, hauling butt, so. All right, Inga Quad. Um, so, yeah, you have the scooters, but. Throughout life, something made you special with, every, you know, with everything. Um, you know, you had this special book that we uh, talked about. You want to, you know, I think that always set you apart from everybody. <laughs> you have that book? I do. I do. That book's always, it's in here. Yeah, the old book. So I wasn't prepared for that. All right. Here's the old and book. I think this is the old book. This is the little book that everybody. What's cool about it is when I meet a new guy and then I see him ten years later, he's like, "Do you still have that book?" You know, or so. Yeah. But it's cool, man, because you know, like that picture that I got, I told you guys is, you know, like when you get hurt or something, and you know, like well, I don't know, it's just hard. So yeah, I mean, there's this is the cool thing is I know the coolest thing in here is because I got Bobby in here, so this is I love to. Hang on. Yeah. 
I think yeah, uh, we have some. Yeah, we have some of the oh. pictures. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so that's yeah, that was way that back Anthony in a long time that's Bobby. ago, and uh, that's yeah. Bobby. Yeah, that's uh, Bobby back in the day, man. When, we, when I first met dude, him, getting airborne. <laughs> yeah, I think that day I broke my ankle on that jump or something. <laughs> so if you look at that picture, if you can put that picture back up, if you look at that picture, look at how my feet are and one foot. You see oh. how the right the right foot is kind of already down i think it was already broken but uh yeah we're like about six feet up in the air here and you know the guy's like if you want to have fun man i'll I'll take you anywhere on this mountain so so yeah anthony always carried it what's that yeah nice Mm -hmm. yeah we broke two we broke two i broke two skis and you know i didn't get in trouble his staff gets in trouble they're like dudes Come on. And they're like, we know Rohan's crazy, but, you know, he's up on the equipment. We broke these. That's why the new guys, sorry, guys, you don't get a trap. The new wheelchairs broke. They put them out of business. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, we shouldn't say that. No, but I I just, I thank God that. Go ahead. I feel blessed for, I feel blessed for the friends that I've met, Bobby you know, Luis, Robert, you know, that we get to work together and help out the new guys. And man, it's just, it's just, you, I never thought we'd be doing this meeting today, you know, talk about old yeah. rolling over the hill crap, you know, <laughs> you know, but I hope that just inspires everybody that, Hey, I never, I, I took, cause Andrew didn't like it when I would tell people that I've been in this chair for this many years, but I know I was inspired when I first got hurt. Cause somebody I met was 40 years in a wheelchair. Cause I thought I was going to die soon. I thought I'm paralyzed. I'm going to die. You know, like, so it was. So that's why I think it's it's it's, it's inspiring for us old timers to meet the new guys. You know, yeah, they can look at us and say, yeah, we're slower, but we can still show them our book and pictures and and you know or whatever, yeah. dumb stuff. But just just to show them that we survived. Yeah, just to show them that life yeah. goes on. We survived, you know, doing what we wanted to do, and time to take life easy now. You know? yeah. well, we were strong enough to go ahead, Bobby. I was just going to say real quick, I remember meeting a guy who said he was injured for five years. And I went, wait a second, you've been in a chair for five years. The, yes. I'm so glad they're telling me that the cure is right around the corner. Gosh, because I don't know if I can do five years. That's like, you know, that's like telling me I'm going to go to prison for five years. And now I got, you know, coming up on 35 years. So go ahead, Louis, before we uh, uh do our sponsors and talk about our shows coming up. Yeah. I was going to say that, you know, most of us, we are spinal cord injuries because we are strong enough to survive what would kill most other people. Uh And if we're strong enough to survive our injuries, we're strong enough to survive this life. And we're doing it. Everybody in the chat too. You're all here because you survived something. The people we meet in the group. You survived it. You can survive the life. And I think that's why we hold a strong bond between, you know, the four of us, you know, it helps when we live together. But, I, you know, I encourage you to meet others in your community and see, you know, because you'll find the bond there. You'll find that, hey, we have something in common. You know, no other, you know, uh, just the other day we were at a hospital visitation, Anthony and I, and a one of our upcoming guests coming uh, in uh, next month. And here we are, just finished lunch, and we're talking about piss and shit, you know, our battles, <laughs> you know, and, and it's like, like it's nothing, you know, like it's a daily thing. So, uh, you know, it's just yeah, one of di- those, you know. A little different conversation you have with your able-bodied buddies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you're not sitting around the – you know, with your cousins going, yeah, my, you know, my pee was stinky a little today, you know. <laughs> oh, man. But Anthony, um, thank you so much for sharing your story. Yes. I, um, Good you job. Know, I appreciate Good it. Job. You, you know, the one thing that I can just vouch for you is you've given a lot of people hope. You always talk about how I gave hope and yes. you paid it forward now. 
And the one thing that we can all stay, say here, uh, the message that we can give out, and Anthony has this on the back of his business cards because he stole it from me, never give up. <laughs> never give up. Yeah. No, it's, no, Bobby, mine says, mine used to say never say never. Oh, never say never. Sorry. Yeah. I knew you stole <laughs> something right from me. Well, you know what? It's funny because I had to take that off my card because I'm never going to drink again. So it's weird how the uh, saying I had on the back of my card yeah. is now bit yeah. me. You know? So now I ha- now I have on it, it's a, it's a scripture. It's Philippians. Oh, man. I, uh, it's on my screen. What? I'll have to get my glasses for that. You know what? This is perfect I way see. to end a, an old meeting. I got to do it with my... Uh, now what's on the back of my card is Philippians 4. Look at you, old man. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Booyah. Oh, good deal. Oh, I love it cool. that you had to get your glasses. Oh, my God, you that. So that, that was the perfect way to end this old meeting thing or whatever. <laughs> well, no, thank but you, like, guys, man. Thank you. But never thank say you never that you're going to drink again. So that's a... That's, a, that's something to uh, be proud of. And, you know, for all the encouragements that you give others and uh, the paying for that we all do. And I hope that you learn from Anthony that you too can pay it forward as well. Yeah. Well, one Robert, last thing I'd like to bring up too is um, coming up um, uh, March, Abilities Expo, Los Angeles. Uh, Live to Roll is going to be there. Triumph Foundation's going to be there, and Anthony's going to be there. Yes. So if you want to come Anthony. meet Anthony in person, and you will enjoy yourself, Anthony's a fun guy. Come visit us at the Abilities Expo in Los Angeles. And a little shout out: they're not they're not one of our sponsors, but he does work for a company called Apple West selling medical supplies. So uh, his Instagram is in the description. You can always reach out to uh, Anthony. He's very knowledgeable with catheters. Um, yes. Shout out to you, Anthony. Uh, you've always helped out people when they were low on supplies and you find a way to get people what they need. So, um, but with that, we do have to say uh, a little something about our sponsor. You want to take it away, Robert? Sure. Uh, we want to thank, as uh, I mentioned at the beginning, our, our great uh, sponsors, mobility professionals and urology professionals, part of the community, always involved with some of our events and uh, from all the staff, you know, they're always participating some form or another. Uh, mobility professionals, they're located here in Southern California, uh, providing wheelchairs and rehab equipment. So if there's anything uh, you uh, need, check check them out. They're located there in Wake Forest, uh, Lake Forest, I'm sorry. And then uh, Urology Professionals, their sister company, is a national company that provides all the things you need for urological supplies. Uh, again, the same people work work tight with you. It's like family. So uh, if you're looking for any of the rehab equipment, wheelchairs, urology, mobility professionals and urology professionals, check them out. Yeah, and thank you everyone in the chat. Uh, 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 I was going to say Luis, but that's you, Luis. Uh, Roy, thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Juan, uh, happy life birthday. Juan just had nine years. Angry Quad, he was in, he was out. Um, who else do we have? Andrew, he's on the boat. I think he had Becca. to check out a little bit early. Yeah, man. I'm, Thanks, Becca. It's been like a pretty nice, uh, nice little uh, uh, trip that he had. Uh, THC, thank you so much. Daryl, what's going on? And uh, I think I already got everybody else. I pause and pause. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, remember that you can catch our next show next Tuesday, uh, same time, 3.30 with Tom and Sean. And then on Wednesday, we have Gaming with Tom. You know, would you like to play again? I, I got to get my sound effect out. <laughs> so we have Tom with T Fizzle. I know he was there last night. And then we have a new show a week from today the Golden Oldies. Uh, I hope I'm right about that. Into, uh, rolling with the Golden Oldies. That will be our new show. They're going to be on once a month with Ellen Stoll, uh, Mickey Flower, 
Julianne Delara and Michelle Altamirano. They're all uh, great ladies that um, have lots of knowledge. And I think uh, we were talking about this on Tuesday. I think they're close to 200 years, the combined uh, four of them. So wow. pretty close. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Well, no, probably more like 150. Sorry. But they're going to be on the new show. And then you can catch... Uh, the other women, uh, we're on the second and fourth, and then we have our other women's group. They're on the third Thursday third. of every third Thursday of every month. So they're the uh, Will Girl Talk. So they got a new name, new banner. Hopefully, you guys love the new look. Thanks for joining us, Anthony. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Robert. Louise. Thank you, guys. Thank you, All right. You're saying live to roll. Live to roll. Yeah.